I'm Dr. Nadine Gonzalez de Jesus, president of San Antonio College, and today we have the opportunity of speaking with Dr. Eric Castillo. He's the associate vice chancellor of arts, culture, and community impact for the Alamo Colleges District, and Harley Williams. She's the enrollment team support specialist at San Antonio College. Welcome back to Front and Center, where we talk about San Antonio College news, trends in higher education, and the community, because we are the community. Joined here this morning with Dr. Nadine Gonzalez de Jesus. Good morning. Good morning, Hot Mustard. How are you today? Oh, having a wonderful day. Counting down the... uh, We're getting towards the end of the semester. We are, and we're excited about that, and about the fact that our second start of the eight-week term, it started this week. That's right. And students are excited. They're excited because the semester is almost over and they have the opportunity of uh, going into their break, their winter break, very, very soon. And many of them are in their 16-week course, and that means that this is a time for midterms for many of our students. I'm, I'm interested in your take. So when you go into a course, do we have to get an A? Or do we just have to maintain an A? Huh. That is very, very interesting. I would say as soon as you get into that classroom, it is your job and you owe it to yourself to believe that, yes, you're going to make it. And then you have to maintain an attitude of an A. It's the attitude. It's that mindset. So you got to do everything you must do to ensure you pass that course. And if you need help and assistance, we're here to support you. And yes, you will make that A. And getting help, we have some guests here today. We do. We're so excited. We have Dr. Eric Castillo. Dr. Castillo is the Associate Vice Chancellor of Arts, Culture, and Community Impact for the Alamo Colleges District. We also have Harley Williams. She is the Enrollment Team Support Specialist at San Antonio College. Hello. Good morning. Buenos dias. Muy buenos dias. Hello, Harley. Good morning. Happy to be here. That's wonderful. Thank you so much for accepting to be here this morning. We're so super excited that we'll get to hear from both of you. First and foremost, tell me a bit about what you do. Dr. Castillo, it says that you are the Associate Vice Chancellor of Arts, Culture, and Community Impact. What exactly is that? Absolutely, Dr. Nadine, and thank you so much for being here. And I want to say it's always good to be in community with you and with our folks here at San Antonio College. So I have the blessing and the honor and privilege of creating community. You know, we are the colleges by, for, and about the community. So my responsibility is to help us to actualize that vision and perspective and to think really about how then through visual and performing arts, how through programs and initiatives, can we really think about what are the community's needs? You know, what are things that go beyond academic needs? And then how does my work and the partnerships I have across the organization help to enrich that vision and that mission for the work? So you're going to take a look at the arts it creates an environment for us. You know, students enter into spaces, they enter into a built environment, and we know that what they see on the walls, what they experience and what they hear and see and feel creates an environment and dynamic in which they are affirmed and respected. And so the arts is a way for us to enliven the building, is to think about how how do we curate spaces that are affirming and beautiful for all people. That's beautiful. And how about the culture aspect of it? 
You know, we live in a very dynamic and multicultural, multi-generational community. Mm -hmm. And San Antonio has for centuries have given so much, you know, of, of culture and beauty through literature and through arts and many things. And so my responsibility is really to help think about how do we then understand the complex, beautiful, diverging and different communities that are here with us? How do we help enrich those communities by telling their stories more authentically? And then how do we talk about the beauty of our differences in a way that, that shows that we are so united as a city? And my responsibility, again, in that is to help, as from the community colleges, to help with that collective impact effort. That is so important because right now, with everything that's going on around our world, we tend to look at what makes us more apart than being united with one another, right? And, and being able to understand the points of view and perspectives that everyone can bring. So I'm glad that you actually exist and that your role exists and that you're doing everything that you can to ensure we're listening to one another and that we're being impactful in the way we develop a sense of belonging in our district. So thank you. Thank you. Harley, tell us a little bit about your role. So I'm actually a staff here. I work in the Welcome Center. So I assist students who need to help applying for school. So we help like do apply taxes. Also just really walk them through the enrollment steps and what's expected of them. Give them an appropriate timeline. We also help process paperwork when a student needs to turn that in. And then just really give them a warm atmosphere. At the Welcome Center, we're really kind of the face of the school and that's who the students really come to first. Um, so I do that. I also also uh, do new student orientation as well. I am one of the orientation members. So again, just being that positive tone for those students who are coming in, who might have insecurities, who might just be nervous, those who are excited and foster that excitement and let them uh, grow that excitement in all the many possibilities and opportunities we have here for them at, at San Antonio College. I am also a part of the Caring Campus Committee. I am very fortunate to have sat on that committee as well. So we'll be talking talking a little bit more in depth about that as we go on. Hotmaster, what are your thoughts? New student orientation, do you remember that? Uh, I do, and, and uh, back in my day, I, th I think I did it on two Saturday courses. Okay. So it was two Saturdays, eight hours each. So your NSL was in two days. Two days, two separate Saturdays. Uh, it was a fantastic time. I had a great time. I see, I see. That's awesome. Well, I believe that now our orientation takes how many days or hours? So we are one day, um, and then we do take we take about three hours. Uh, we used to have it expanded. We used to do a campus tour um, embedded in our orientation. However, we know being here on campus for five days is a long time for students. We know it's a lot of information. They do get drained. So we have broken up the campus tour into a separate day. Um, so we would do that now on Fridays in the morning before it gets too hot. Um, so they, it is now in, in two days as well, unless the student chooses not to do the campus tour, which is completely their option. That's good. That's good. So if you want to apply, where do they go? So you can go to the Welcome Center for that assistance on that application. But if you are confident and comfortable doing your application at home, you would just go onto the website, apply taxes, and you can start and create your application there. But again, don't hesitate to come into the Welcome Center and we will sit down next to you and we will help you fill out that entire application. Uh, in the Welcome Center, there's also financial aid representatives. So if that's another aspect you wanted to complete and, and apply for, we can also help out with that. And we are at 1819 North Main Avenue. And I recommend just coming on down. Just come on down. Coming on down? Yeah, come on down to the That's campus. It. You know, we'll walk you through it. 
We'll, we'll take the fear away. Yes, but once you get in your classes and, and you get going, it's all downhill from there. That's right. Well, I would say uphill. <laughs> uphill, uphill. It's, it's, all, it's not downhill, it's uphill. It's uphill. It's all uphill from there. And talking about being uphill, Dr. Castillo, tell us a bit about what you're working on right now. So, you know, we are so excited that we have recently launched Compassionate USA. And so, you know, we have been working with the city of San Antonio with the leadership and strength of the mayor, Ron Nuremberg who has helped us really conceptualize a project that we know was very much needed in society right now. Uh, Compassionate USA is a learning journey that really teaches folks foundational skills uh, geared towards compassion, kind of develop a practice of caring for self and caring for other people. We've compartmentalized into six specific components of Compassionate USA, and the goal for that work is really so that folks can take bite-sized understandings and learning opportunities, and then really learn to apply them in the work that they're doing, whether it's in their home, whether it's in their community or in their jobs. We really want to work, help to increase resilience and strength as communities and people, and we want to really also decrease violence and trauma. And we know that, that we experience so many things happening in the world around us right now, and so Compassionate USA is a free gift to the world. You know, it has been in partnership with the San Antonio Peace Center as well uh, that is housed in Northwest Vista College with the Alamo Community Colleges District in the city of San Antonio. And so we have recently launched in June. We did a kickoff here at Convocation at your beautiful McAllister Fine Arts Center. And we're really just now building up our partnership arm. It is a free opportunity for folks to get involved. You can take a free micro course that typically lasts about six to seven hours. And you get a badge for this. But really, you know, there's a lot of ways to incentivize this. But the goal and our vision for this is to really impact the minds and hearts of people. It is really for us to develop our foundational skill sets in practicing compassion. And how do we do that? It's really about starting with self. You know, oftentimes we see so many times in which we are working so diligently for the service of other people, which is a beautiful thing to do, and the service of community and others. And as we're doing that, we also have to invest into our well-being as well. Compassion teaches us these particular skill sets. It teaches us how to self-regulate and to recognize when our emotions are becoming dysregulated. Mm -hmm. And through contemplative practices, whether it's through prayer, meditation, or a poem, or a breathing exercise, helps you to find a place of stasis in which you're centering yourself again so that you can be productive, you can be helpful and whole in this community. Wow, so then that means that I need to be compassionate with myself. We all need to. And if we do that, then that means that by doing that, we will then have the energy that we need to be compassionate to others. Absolutely. That's Absolutely. amazing. That's the goal. You know, we, we want to make this accessible to the world. We have partners that are in local and international across the world. We've partnered with the International Charter for Compassion mm. as a platform to really reach the minds and hearts of people locally and globally. I think that that goes against what we hear all the time. You know, in order for you to, to leave, you got to be strong. You can't cry. You can show your emotions. You got to stay true, right? True to power and, you know, and all this stuff that, that you hear when in reality, we are humans first. And as a human being, you go through ups and downs. And there are times in which you're going to feel that the world is caving in. And I believe that at times we forget that in order for us to be effective, we need to be effective with ourselves first. I'm wondering what are some of those skill sets that you could talk about that we might need to learn more and, and be aware of so that we can use that on ourselves. When it comes to self-compassion, it's about looking at ourselves with loving kindness. 
It's about recognizing, as you said, Dr. Nadine, we are humans. You know, that we are rich, complex individuals who experience the ups and downs of life. And how do we then recognize that as a place of power, as a place of resilience? And how do we then leverage these life experiences in the service of our own personal well-being? We live in a society and in a world that's teaching us you have to be strong, you have to be independent, you have to do all these things on your own. But as far as humankind goes back, we lived in communities. That's why I always start off my, my greetings with it is so good to be in community because it is a reminder that we came into this world in community. We live in community with one another. And so when one of us is in harm, we are all experiencing harm. And when one of us experiencing resilience and strength, then we all benefit and experience resilience and strength. So one is giving yourself the grace when you make mistakes, recognizing that vulnerability and sensitivities are a place of strength and power, and it's beautiful that we all experience that. And there's ways for us to engage in, in that kind of work in a world that doesn't often give us the grace to do that. I see. Thank you. Um, I'm wondering if, Harley, if you could talk a bit more about what you're working on right now for oh. a Caring Campus. Of course. So Caring Campus, really what we do is we improve student outcomes through very specific behaviors, um, commitment behaviors. So it's really great. SAC was chosen to be a part of the Caring Campus campaign. So they actually sent a coach to us and they brought in so many people from different departments. So I work in the Welcome Center. We had people from the library. We had Office of Technology. We had Advising, our Eco Central. So we really brought in a bunch of different people to the committee and they guided us. They did not force our hand and the behavioral commitments that we wanted. They did guide us, but they gave us the full freedom to make the behavioral commitments for our students because we understand at SAC, we do have a specific population that might not work for other campuses. So we made our very own behavioral commitments. Um, some of them are a little more virtual and then some of them are more traditional on-campus commitments um, that we can just improve in quality and help the student get less frustrated, help them with the runaround and really improve their retention overall because they're going to enjoy their experience more. I have come across students that sometimes they, they may feel they're getting the runaround and I'm like, well, let me go with you. Yes. Let's walk over there. Let's go see what's going on. Let's solve this today. And when you take that time out of, of your day for a student, you know, it really inspires them. They, they, they feel you're there for them. And it's almost like when I first started here as a student, what really made me stick to SAC was just how friendly, like, the environment was. Even the students, like, one time I was lost and a fellow student was like, hey, how can I help you? And they directed me where to go. And that stood out. And I was like, wow, SAC, SAC really does care. And we have these specific commitments because we all know we wouldn't be in higher ed education if we didn't care. But we do have to commit to these special behavioral commitments commitments. That way we can ensure, and we'd never intentionally give somebody the runaround, but there are things that we can do that ensure that students aren't getting that runaround. And what are some of those things that we can do to ensure that? So one of our commitments, this is a little bit more of a virtual commitment, but that's ensuring that your department programs, directories, signatures are up to date. We understand that sometimes people move positions, whether
whether it's by retirement, maybe they get a promotion, or sometimes we have an event and we leave maybe a dead link on our webpage, but just ensuring that our webpages are up to date. So going monthly to review that information, and that way students aren't getting that virtual runaround because it's very important. They get very frustrated and they don't understand what's going on on our end. If someone's retired, they might have sent an email to somebody and they never hear back because the person is retired. And to them, they're like, oh, well, they just never responded to me. They don't know that the person's moved to a different department. So really ensuring that everything is up to date and accurate, your hours of your program, if you maybe close early, you know, if a student physically comes to campus and your office is closed to make sure that that information is updated. Um, so that just in itself can help uh, alleviate some of that, that runaround. It sounds to me that what we're doing really is we're making sure that the students that are coming to us, they receive the assistance that they need in order for them to first and foremost feel that they are part of SAC, right? We want to make sure that they feel they belong. And we want to make sure that their level of anxiety goes down. Because I'm telling you right now, I remember when I was in college my very first day. Oh, my goodness. I was so stressed out. I mean, just the stress that I felt, the anxiety walking on campus and not knowing anyone or anything or where my classes were. And, and just to know that now we have you and someone like you to be able to do that, Harley, for students and the compassion that you show to yourself. First and foremost, you take care of yourself in order for you to be able to then be of service to the students that we receive at our campus. So I want to now talk about the linkage between what both of you are doing and how do you see the alignment working out for our students and our staff and faculty? That's a beautiful question. I was thinking what Harley was talking about. And, you know, compassion is an action. Compassionate is, at its core, the alleviation of suffering of others. You know, when a student comes to our, our campus, the San Antonio College or any institution, and they're lost, they feel overwhelmed, they feel disconnected, the, the simple act of coming to you and wanting to work with you, coming to you and identifying what your need is and helping you. I mean, walking someone to a hallway is a compassionate act because it is an intentional disruption of your day, of your path to support somebody else. So it's coming in, in solidarity and connection and community with that person. And when it comes to employees, I mean, it's a symbiotic relationship. When our students are doing well, our employees will do well. And when employees are thriving, our students will thrive. And so seeing that Caring Campuses and Compassionate USA share a bedrock, you know, they share a touchstone of deep change and a deep commitment to people. It shares a bedrock. I love that. It shares the bedrock of? Caring for people and others. Of caring for people and others. Of caring for people and others. How do you show that you care for people and others? Um, time. Time is a valuable resource. And uh, I, I have no problem giving my time to a student that is in need of it, whether working on an audio project uh, trying to figure out how to enhance the KSYM social media accounts, anything. I'm here. I'm here to listen. I'm here to help. I'm not here to do it for them, but I, right. I will lead them to the goal they need. Listening is key, right? It is key. I'm wondering, though, if I wanted to become more involved in Compassionate USA. Certainly. So the first thing we ask everybody is to go to our website, compassionateusa.org. That helps us to track in terms of attendance, people coming to our websites. We encourage you to, to browse it. We have six videos on there that are about seven minutes each. Pick one, 
watch it. There's a contemplative practice that accompanies it on our website as well. And as you become more closely aware and connected with compassion work, then we invite you to take the micro course as well. And then that's the next step for the work. And now if you're listening and there is organizations, nonprofits, governmental entities that want to get connected with Compassionate USA, there's a partner link if you want to be a partner with us as well. And individuals can sign up as well to get emails and learn more about the work we're doing to celebrate and honor the great work happening globally and locally. You talked about the micro courses. What are, what are some of the courses that they can take? Absolutely. So on our website, we have six specific courses. So one is going to be on self-regulation, emotional awareness, self-compassion, gratitude and interdependence, compassion for others, collective trauma and collective healing, and compassion in systems. And so those are the videos on our website. And then the micro course that is powered through Coursera, which has been a wonderful partner for us, uh, is the same six uh, core principles that are just deepened and taken to a greater level for folks. So it's applied learning that takes place on Coursera. And it's a guided learning that's developed by one of our faculty here at Alamo Colleges. And students can take these. Is there a charge at all, or, or how, how can they get signed? It is free 99. Free so there's 99. no charge. We take we take any kind of card you want, folks, but it is free like for that. you all. Like free 99. It's free 99, yes. I will never say, heard that. Yeah. Well, I will say that, you know, the, so the city and the Alamo Community Colleges District invested in kind and financial contributions. So money did come from somewhere, but it's a gift. You it know? is a, it's gift a gift to the world yeah. and really to the city of San Antonio and Absolutely. to San Antonio College in our district. So we're so thankful about the work that both of you are doing. Is there anything that uh, that we should be aware of? Anything that's coming up either this semester or next? So Caring Campus is in kind of a phase two. So we always want to check our progress and see how well we're doing, if we need to update our commitments, if we need to give more support to certain commitments. So we are in kind of a self-assessment phase right now, and we will be moving forward um, and potentially looking for new committee members who would like to join as well so we can just improve our, our quality of the committee. Dr. Castillo and Harley, thank you so much for being here with us this morning. We're so, so thankful that you decided to come this morning and speak with us and really share about the great work that you're doing in our city. And for that, we are grateful. This is Front and Center, recorded at the KSYM Studios on the San Antonio College campus. Front and Center is available on Spotify Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and airs Monday mornings at 8.30 on KSYM 90.1 FM in San Antonio. More information on Front and Center is online at ksym.org.